Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Former Chicago Bull, current analyst for NBC Sports in Chicago, it's our friend Will Perdue. Hoops Talk with Will is sponsored by Calamos Investments. Do you see those Jordan shoes went for $2.2 million? Yep, and I think about all the ones that I had over the years that I did not keep. Yes, yes, and you gave some away to kids who came to your basketball camp, right? That is correct. Every year, instead of giving away trophies, which sit somewhere and collect dust, the most valuable player or most outstanding player of the week got a pair of autographed, game-worn Michael Jordan shoes. And to this day, I still have people that I either run into when I go down to Florida to visit my dad or just somehow people get a hold of you or send you letters. They still have those, and they've kept them in pristine condition. So they probably have sold a few, but uh, more power to them. Do you even have a pair of game-worn shoes that you wore while you were a Chicago Bull? Uh, No, I do not. (laughs) But my my father has one, and I will inherit those uh, at some point. But I've always given them away for charitable auctions, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And that's the interesting thing when you're a player. You just don't think about that. You're like, oh, I better save some of these for the future when I can say, hey, I've got a pair of my own. And, Will, it sounds like these this pair of shoes that went for over $2 million, Michael gave them to a ball boy or a locker room attendant, if, if I have that correct. Is that something you did often? What was Michael like behind the scenes when it came to that stuff? Well, Michael wore a new pair of, of his shoes for every single game. So that's... 82 pairs during the regular season, plus eight pairs in the preseason, plus the playoffs. Oh, geez. So there and are plenty was... to go around. Well, I mean, over the time, yeah. But back then, they also there wasn't the shoe market like there is now. I mean, they were obviously something that you wanted to have, but not like they are now. I mean, you... listen, we have a, a cameraman at NBC Sports Chicago, Brandon, who he comes into, he wears his slides into work, puts his uh, tennis shoes on, regardless of what brand they may be, Kobe's, Jordan's, whatever. Won't tie the laces because he doesn't want to crease them. Wears like <laughs> six pairs of socks, does the whole thing. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, well, at some point, I'm going to sell these because they're going to be worth more than what I paid for them, but I can't get them dirty. <laughs> Wow. Uh, how much have you paid for, for a set of, it, it, recently, now that you're not on the court anymore? Are you that guy that pays four or 500 bucks for a pair of kicks? Absolutely not. I still beg and plead with Nike and Adidas and, you know, <laughs> talk about how, you know, it's not fair that I'm being isolated because I wear a size 20 shoe that I should have to pay more than the average person. And, you know, I play that up pretty good. And usually just to get get me off the phone, they send me a couple pairs of shoes. Perfect. You got to work it, Will. You got to work it. Will Purdue is with us. Uh, no team that no team that's ever got there through play-in has ever won, right? Or even made it to the playoff series. Well, no. Uh, so 
what I know is is that uh, this is the, the this is the fifth year of the play-in series, and a ten has never beat a nine. Okay. The, the nine is four zero against the tenth seed. So the Bulls are trying to do something, even though it's a sh- it's a short sample size. The Bulls are trying to do something tonight that hasn't been done yet. And if oh, go ahead. If we get past the Raptors, I mean, what happens when we take on the Heat? Well, the Heat is a team that they've had success against this year. I think they swept the Heat, if I remember correctly. So, you know, I I feel pretty good about that. Wow. So it's an interesting situation. I mean, listen, to me, the Heat are a better matchup for the Bulls than the Raptors. The Raptors have beaten the Bulls two times, and the Bulls have only won once with the home team winning every game. All right, if they need, if they are going to win tonight, Will, what do you want to see? What has to happen for the Bulls to get past Toronto and move on to that Friday matchup with Miami? Well, first and foremost, they have to take care of the basketball. They're averaging almost 20 turnovers a game against the Raptors, and the Raptors are leading the league in steals, but the Raptors are also leading the league in points off their opponents' turnovers, so they really capitalize on opponents' mistakes, and that was one of the weaknesses for the Bulls against the Raptors this year. Also, you know, if you go back, I know, again, small sample size, only three uh, games. The team that won the rebounding battle won every game. And if you go back and look at the game that the Bulls actually won at home, which, in my opinion, was one of the better games all season, they out-rebounded the Raptors by 18. Well, when you look back at this season, the Bulls, yes, they made it into the play-in tournament. They're 40-42. and 42. Just as a whole, though, I think for the most part, we're all pretty disappointed with the way this season has played out for the Bulls. How, how do you kind of just view it all? Just through 82 games, yes, we still have some ways to go and who knows what happens, but I view it as a disappointing season. How do you view this year for the Bulls? Well, I'm right with you, man. You know, listen, I know that the first thing they're going to do to defend themselves is say, well, we didn't have Lonzo Ball at all this year. But you knew going into the season that there was a chance that that could be the case. I know what the doctor said. I know the prognosis. But you always have to have a plan B. But I also felt like they thought that their, their roster was talented enough. And I agree with that assessment. I think that when you consider how many games, you know, Boots played them all, how many Zach played, how many DeMar played, I mean, technically that's three all-stars. If Boots is on another team, he's probably an all-star this year because he gets more touches and he scores more points. But because he's the third option on this team, his numbers have kind of dwindled a little bit. Not suffered, but dwindled because he just gets less touches. But, uh, you know, it's this was a team that we ex- expect. Because remember last year, they were the sixth seed. They, they, had, they um, avoided the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. So our Curtis Solis talked about how we expect to be better this year. We expect to make improvement. And we even asked him, what do you mean by that? I mean, he's talking about don't just get into the first round and win a game or two. He was talking about winning a series and moving on. So obviously this team has not improved like they hoped, but that's because of Ball. But you have to now, you're in a position because Lonzo Ball had a surgery that a, that has been had by numerous NBA players, but not one single NBA player has ever come back from the surgery to play in the league. So kind of have to put that behind you, and I think you're going to see some significant changes this offseason. You mentioned Vooch played all 82. So did Patrick Williams. He's just 21. He was a first-round pick. I think he has a ton of talent, can help at both ends of the court. 
Still very raw, but what did you see out of Williams in his third full season with the Bulls, and how do you think he factors in long term? Because I'm I'm big on his game. Well, we've seen you know flashes of brilliance, as you like to see, like to say, but what we haven't seen is that consistency. Now, what we have consistently seen when Zach and Demar aren't playing, he plays very well. Minnesota last year. Um, who did they play? Dallas this year. You know, it's just one of those things that for some reason he had a tendency to be willing, and that to me is the hard part. In other words, be very passive when Zach and DeMar play. He's got to get past that point. From start to finish, I have seen improvement. He's playing much better now and more aggressive than he was at the beginning of the season, but he has a tendency to disappear. You know, Lisa asked about what needs to happen. Or Kevin, you asked, you know, for the Patrick Williams to me has to have a huge game. And I don't necessarily mean from a point standpoint, eight or 10 would be fine, but he needs to have eight, nine, 10, 11 rebounds. He has to have one of his better defensive games tonight. He needs to be, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be the X factor, but he needs to make a difference tonight, not just blend into the woodwork. Do they win tonight, Will? You know, the numbers and everything say they don't. I know the, the Raptors are a uh, five-point favorite, but the Raptors do struggle to score, and that's the strength of the Bulls is their offense. Defenses are braided about the same, and I'd like to say no, but the one thing we have seen from this team is is that, you know, A, I want them to win, but every time just from an analyst standpoint and, and looking at the numbers, you know, the numbers say no. But this team seems to win the games. Yeah that they're not supposed to win. Every and that's time. that's why I kind of lean more towards that they are going to win and surprise everybody. Okay, what time do we see you on TV? 6.30? No, we're actually on at 5.30. It's an earlier game at 6. It's on ESPN, and we're only doing pre and post. So we'll do pre, then you switch over to ESPN and watch the game. Then we do post. All right, we'll be looking for you tonight. Thank you for being a part of the show. Okay. Well, I appreciate you having me. I can only imagine how beautiful the view is from your studio today. It is spectacular. (laughs) Honestly, these are the most beautiful radio studios in the entire city, and the view is just gorgeous today. All right. Well, hopefully the sun will be shining tomorrow and people will be talking about a bold win. That's what we're hoping for. Thank you so much, Will. Have Have a good time. All right. All right, here, here's the deal. Father Flager is going to join us before 3 o'clock. And, um, and about what happened at my alma mater today at Rockford East High School, that comes up after the news from Lauren Lapka on 720. Lisa Dent, WGN.